Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. We are back, bigger, better, talking UFC in 23. Was, oh, look at it. He's rhyming <laughs> off the bat. Uh, literally, I just uh, when I was talking about 23 and UFC, it popped into my head when I was walking back from just having that wee. Oh, I'm God, rhyming into you. this year, mate. I'm rhyming. How the are you, fact, Blake Harrison? The fact that that didn't just come off the top of your head and you actually did put some thought oh, no, into it and went with it. U- UFC in 23. Wow, that is... Uh, <laughs> yes, pathetic. Yeah. Um, yes, so we, we are back. Uh, when you say bigger and better, I think you mean more full of winter viruses... More prone to, to oh. coughing and feeling sorry for ourselves. And I mean, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Anyway, did you have you avoided all the... The winter virus stuff? No, no, I got it, but um, my, uh, my my missus got it really bad. She was wiped out and like <clears throat> for a good week. But I, I'm, um, yeah, I, I sort of I had it for about three days, but nowhere near like what what people have had it. And I know old mm. poorly spindly boy over there had a, had a, <laughs> had a rough time of it, didn't he? Well, <laughs> well, we were just talking about the fact that I look so fucking pale. <laughs> I wanted to say I look like I'm in a vampire. I'm in like the new Twilight series, and you were just like, "No, you just look like a reanimated corpse, <laughs> just a corpse, dead man." Um, so uh, yeah, but no, I got I I got it on the 23rd. Still not shaking it. It's like, like I'm much better, but um, like I'm still coughing and stuff. And at night, like waking up my wife, and kids, just yeah. from coughing so loudly. So uh, yeah, it's not not been great. And I spoke to my brother earlier and he said he had it for about three weeks and he's like he's got like tattoos and like he's like art yeah he's like he's like like a man yeah whereas uh, you know as you as you've pointed out i'm spindly little <laughs> feeling sorry for himself man flu blake so i'm definitely getting out of this for about four or five weeks um so yeah there you go i hope if you're listening that you've avoided all the horrible winter viruses or uh if you haven't please Please join me. Feel sorry for yourself. You know, it's rubbish. Absolutely. And uh, any, anyone that tells you to, to get over it or, you know, calls it man flu or whatever, come to me. Come to me. DM me and I'll make you, I'll say, you yeah, know, don't worry about it, mate. I feel your pain. We got this. It's all good. We're in this together, the winter virus crew. And uh, yeah, we'll get through this and we'll get through this 
by listening to some predictions on who's going to be the UFC champs in 2020, at the end of 2023. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we should apologise, but obviously we haven't got to apologise. You, you was poorly and it was Christmas, so um, we, we, we skipped a week. We had a week off over Christmas, and uh, but we uh, we was going to do like a, a kind of retrospective look back, and, and but by the time we've got round to... You know, everybody feeling fit and healthy to record. Kind of every other kind of website and you know blog and such have all done their their their, their best of the year. So it was like, right, well, look, what we're going to do is I've not done it, but Blake has gone back to this time last year where we made our predictions yes. as how we thought 2022 was going to end with with champions and and what was going to happen throughout the year. So. Blake's going to reference that as we look ahead to 2023 and the fights that we think are going to happen or might happen or we'd like to see happen uh, and ultimately who we think will finish the year of 2023 with that strap. Yep. All right. So do you, would you want me to just start it off then? Uh, yeah. So we're going to start with what? So, Flyweights? I, I, well, I was thinking... The way I've laid it out is I've sort of started with women's featherweights. I, I think I sort of just followed the path of what we did last year. Oh, we started with... The, and we, the, okay. we started with women's featherweights. We went down to women's strawweights. Then we went from men's flyweights up to men's heavyweights. Right, okay. So that that is what I think we could do again. If you didn't listen to our previous episode, I will be bringing this up. And it's painful for me to bring up... Uh, the, the the previous episode that we did our predictions in uh, around this time last year is painful for me because it reads a lot better for Stu Whiffin than does it does it? for me. It does, yeah. You see, you haven't listened to it, so you've forgotten all about it. But, um, I mean, look, we spoke about women's featherweight because it's a non-division. Can it I just say, I've just, not done any prep for women's featherweights for this year. I don't think you really need to. I mean, yeah. it's a bit of a, a nothing division. Mm-hmm. You look at the UFC uh, website and it's still where every other division has a top 15. Women's featherweight is just a picture of Amanda Nunes holding a couple of belts. Yeah. So it's not really a division. We both predicted that the division would become vacant uh, and the title would become vacant. And uh, we were both wrong. Mm. Both of us, uh, Nunes, of, actually... I'm glad I reread this quickly out of the corner of my eye. So because this is good reading for you overall, I'm going to have to point out some of the moments where you didn't do so well, Stu Whiffin. Go on. So I predicted, actually, that the uh, the division would be vacant, and I was wrong. Do you know what you did, Stu Whiffin? Did I say you they were going to were... scrap it? No, you went proper fence-sitting whiffing. What all the people hate about you, whiffing, you went proper fence-sitting whiffing. And I was like, after reading, listening to the last episode and hearing how well you did on some of your predictions, I was like, there's no way I'm letting him get away with a yeah. fence-sit. Yeah. Um, so look how, look how you, fucking excited and smug you are about Yeah, this. I know. I'm banking this, this mate. Like He's coming back at you, I'm win. telling you. Mate, this is one of my only wins of this chat we're going to have, so I'm taking everything I can get. I'm pulling every little bit out that you might have got wrong, even if your prediction was right. right. Um, so you didn't. You said, oh, there might be no belt, or she regains a bantam weight and keeps a featherweight, but I don't know. And you proper fence at. You right. proper fence at. So I'm giving you nothing. 
You're getting no points for fence right. sit whiffing. Okay. Um, and I think the people will appreciate that of me. Yeah. I you think know, they'll appreciate your, 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 um, your impression of my voice as well. You can have a point for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah. So really, none of us get points for that. You sort of, you, you, you half predicted correctly, but you fenced that and gave me about two or three answers. So you're getting nothing for that. Like, 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 like the, uh, the, 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 the belt itself, it's like, there's no winners really, is there? There's, there's no winners. There is no winners. You're absolutely right. In 2023, come December 31st, 2023, rather than it being vacant, I'm going to say that Nunes is still technically the featherweight champ. Yeah. But I can see it being that she's a featherweight champ having not defended it again. I, I think and so. I, I haven't looked up when she last defended the belt. I don't. Did she defend the belt in 2022? No. I don't no. know that she did. It no. was Pena twice, wasn't it? She yeah. lost it, then she won it back. So, I mean, it's already been over a year since she's defended the belt, as far as I can remember. Yeah. I, I just think that rolls on. I think they like having her as a two-weight champion. If she loses the bantamweight belt and doesn't have it back or retires, or anything like that, then obviously I think featherweight's just scrapped. I think it's just there for the picture. For Nunes to have two belts, it looks good to have a double champ. It just keeps the kind of thing of, of Nunes being the GOAT and, uh, and and one of the best in the world. So I, I think that's all it is. So I, I predict Nunes still champion at the end of 2023, and I think you're agreeing with me. I agree with you. Do you want to add anything else to fence it? Is there anything else like you, you agree with me, but also you never know if this happens? What if Kayla Harrison comes over? Blah, blah, blah. Should we talk about Bantamweights? All right, let's do that then. No more fence sitting with. Um, so uh, we both again a lot. A lot of our predictions, we actually predicted the same thing. Okay. Um, and we both went for Valentina Shevchenko to be the bantamweight champion. Ooh. I think this was if I. I mean, I might no. This was post Pena winning the belt initially. The rematch hadn't been booked yet, but obviously it was the likely thing to happen. And I think um, I think we were both thinking if Pena wins, Valentina steps up and smashes her. And if Nunes wins, then they might finally make that trilogy fight between Valentina and Nunes. It's probably the biggest women's fight you can make. Um, but unfortunately, the belt, was just it was won back by Nunes and that was it. There was there was no more bantamweight title fights. So yeah, we we missed out on that. That didn't happen for us. It was very inactive division in terms of like the title picture and I think maybe in general as well. Just one one title fight for the whole year and Nunes won the belt back off Pena. How do you see twenty twenty three going for the women's bantamweight division? I think we're going to see some exciting stuff from uh, Ketlin Vieira. Um, I think she beats Pennington in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think Holly beats. Uh, she's fighting uh, Yana, isn't she? Uh, at Kunitskaya. Yep. At you said it, not me. Uh, in March, uh, I think Holly wins that. Um, I, I think we're going to see Nunez Shevchenko this year. Uh, Do you? Yeah, 
Uh, I, I, I do. And I, and I think that's going to happen maybe mid-year. By then, I think uh, Ketlin Vieira um, does, does something special and gets the title shot. I think she's 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 looking decent. Pena, I, I think Vieira beats Pena. Is that booked? That is not booked. I don't think. No, no. You, Vier, what, Vier, are Vier, you just Vier, saying that yeah, hypothetically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vier, I think Vieira beats Pennington in a couple of weeks, and then I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Pena gets another crack at Nunes. Now nah, they've done the two fights. I think Nunes Shevchenko happens, and maybe Vieira beats Pena, and then she gets the title shot. Maybe beginning of the next year against Nunes or yeah. Shevchenko ever wins. How do okay. you see, how do you see it? So, I don't think they're going to make Valentina Shevchenko versus Nunes. I, okay. I, 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 w- I would like to see it happen. I think that'd be a great fight. I'd love to see that happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, um, I think Nunes is likely to either fight Vieira, because I, I also see Vieira beating uh, Pennington, or a rematch against Pena make that trilogy fight. It's still like a biggish fight because uh, they're one and one. And I, I just don't think when you look at that division, Pena, Vieira, Arena Aldana is another one. Mm-hmm. I think if Nunez's head is in the right place, I don't think any of them hold a candle to Nunez. So I am going with Nunez retaining the belt for the whole year. Okay, I I, I think I think Nunes finishes the the year with a belt as well. I thought you were going Vieira. No, no, no. I said if if she, I said Nunes will fight Shevchenko. I think she'll beat Shevchenko and retain the belt. And I think at that point Vieira would have beaten um, Pennington, Penner, and will get the shot early twenty four. Ah, and do you think she might win that? Hmm. I don't know. She looks she looks fucking terrifying, but yeah, you you got to go something to beat the goat. Yeah, yeah. You said you you don't know, so you you you're sitting on the fence on that one. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, fair enough. So we're both going Nunes. I felt like you were going to go Vieira there and go uh, a bit left field or whatever, but uh, you know, you're going, you're copying me. You're going, going Nunes. Good for you. Good for you. Um, you, you tell me how you see the flyweights going. You, right, you, flyweights. So last time around, uh, we both picked Valentina, and we were both correct. Yay! Yeah. Point each for mm-hmm. us, uh, our first points. Um, so I think it's, I'll, I'll be hard-pushed to go against Valentina again. I, I do think there's bigger challenges for her now than what they have been Previously, obviously, things got a bit dicey for uh, um, when she fought uh, Tyler Santos. Uh, she's now booked to fight Erin Blanchfield in February. That it, That's a really interesting fight for me because I, I, I originally, before I realized that fight was booked, I was thinking to myself, well, I think Valentina probably beats Santos if there's a rematch. Sorry, uh, I think she sorry. probably. Valentina is fighting Erin Blanchfield. No, no, no. Sorry, Tyler Santos. Right, I was is fighting Aaron Blanchard. Right, right, no, right. I thought I said that. Maybe I didn't. So, no. Yeah. So, no. I'm I'm picking Valentina to to stay the champ. But 
obviously, things got dicey for her when she fought Santos. That was like the most difficult fight she's probably had at flyweight. Yeah. Uh, Santos is now booked to fight Erin Blanchfield. Mm-hmm. Erin Blanchfield's ranked about 10th. Santos yeah. is ranked two. Two, yeah. Per- personally, I was thinking to myself, Valentina beats Santos. Valentina probably beats Manon Fioro, who I think is injured at the moment, but is probably the number one in line for the shot if she can come back from injury quickly enough. Um, so I see Valentina staying the champ. And then 2024, I was thinking maybe Blanchfield after a few wins and a bit of growth, because she's still young. She's only about 23, 24, could really cause Valentina problems. However, I didn't realize this fight was booked between Santos and Blanchfield. So now I'm thinking, well, if Blanchfield beats Santos, she could go straight into a title shot this year. And all I worry about is, is that too much too soon? And I'm wondering if for Blanchfield long-term, a loss against Santos could actually do her the world of good because she might lose against Santos, not get thrown straight in with Valentina when she's not quite ready for it. And then she then comes back and fights two or three more times and then does eventually get a shot in, say, 2024 or something. But I'm just worried now that we might have a situation where if Blanchfield does beat Santos and she's ranked second, she could fight Valentina this year. And I'd have to lean Valentina because I think that Blanchfield is too young and inexperienced. But I do think that Blanchfield has a good skill set to give Valentina a lot of problems. I just, I want her to develop a little bit more. I I don't think she's ready for that shot yet. Um, As I say, I do think that um, if Santos wins and she gets a shot, I think Valentina can deal with her. I think Valentina can deal with Marinon Fioro, who is, uh, I think, the, the, the number one ranked at the moment, maybe. Um, so yeah, uh, you've got Alexa Grosso floating about there as well. Um, but yeah, that's it. So I, I, overall I'm going Valentina Shevchenko to remain the champ, but I do think there's a possibility in 2024 that Erin Blanchfield causes Valentina some problems. You don't see Chukagian, uh, featuring in any of this. I don't think so. No, I, I know that she gets wins and I, I can't remember what was her last, um, Fight. Who did she fight in her last fight? Uh, she, I, I lost, she lost to Thoreau, uh, didn't she? Yeah. Nah, then then no. She's not going to feature at all because for a long time she was getting good. I don't know if she's lost once or maybe even twice to Valentina now. She was kind of in that Robert Whittaker position, wasn't she? She lost where... to Andrade as well. Uh, and and she, yeah. And Jessica Rye and Shevchenko. Uh, yeah. And so... Liz Carmouche. But... But I think she went on a good run of solid wins and was like in that Whitaker position of like a gatekeeper where she was like the second best in the division for a long time. She just couldn't match Shevchenko. Um, and yeah, I just, I just don't see it. She was also, she's not got the most exciting style ever. She got a lot of decisions, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I, I can't see Chukagian featuring much. I think it's going to be Furo if she comes back from injury quick enough. The winner of Santos Blanchfield has probably got a really good chance of getting a title shot, particularly if it's Santos, but either of them because they'll be ranked number two. So I think that's where the title will be defended. Well, it's Furo and Santos Blanchfield winner. Uh, Arujo versus uh, Rebus as well, uh, UFC 285. Yep. I mean, I don't think that's going to have huge implications uh, on uh, on the title contention. Do you? Uh, no, I mean, Hebas is, is kind of, is she way back in like 10th or something like that? I think 
the, just, the thing is, that title, Valentina's you, uh, usually a very active champion, but I think she was a bit less active last year. I think she'll probably be less active this year as well. I can see the title being defended a maximum of maybe two times. I don't think she's booked to defend the belt anytime soon, and we've got a lot of pay-per-views kind of like booked up at the moment until like March or something. So <clears throat> maybe her first title defense isn't until somewhere like um, April. Unless I'm wrong, I don't know if you're looking at stuff right now and Valentina's got a fight booked, but I don't think she does. So with Furo injured and probably being the number one contender, yeah, yeah. that fight maybe doesn't happen until the second quarter of the year, and then she maybe fights again in the fourth quarter of the year against the Santos Blanchfield winner. And I think she's the favorite in all of those fights. I know Santos, you know, was a tough test for her, but I think Valentina's also the type of fighter that in a rematch would be even stronger because I think she, she's got a good fight IQ and she'll know a bit more what you're about. And yeah, I, I can see her doing bits. So I'm sticking with Valentina. Yeah, likewise. Um, I, I think this is a more interesting division. I think straw weight, I think there's... You know, don't get me wrong. I'm going to say it now. Uh, Zhang finishes the year with, with that strap. I don't see anyone beating her. I really don't. I, I think she's she's fantastic. What what yeah. was what was the thoughts last year, Blake? So, just to uh, spoiler alert, I'm going the same. So we we're both picking Zhang. So I think we've basically with all the women's divisions, we've picked exactly the same things. However, last year, and it pains me to say it, Stu Whiffin. Not only did you call this correctly and you picked Zhang to be the champion and I picked Rose, but you did it in quite a spectacular fashion. Um, so, I mean, caveat, you did say that Esparza would ragdoll Rose. Let's just pretend you didn't say that for a yeah. second. But what you did say was that uh, Esparza would beat Rose and in her first title defence... She'd fight Zhang, and Zhang would obliterate her. And you pretty much nailed that <laughs> spot on. So well, well done to you, mate. That is uh, that you've you've, you've na- absolutely nailed that. Well what, done. More importantly, uh, what bollocks did you come up with then? Oh, I don't know. I just said Rose, and it. I, just, <laughs> I went for Rose. I was wrong. I didn't realise that, that I mean, she'd have the worst fight in UFC history against I mean, the Spars. No one would have predicted hell. that, would they? No, Jesus no, Christ. No. What a terrible, terrible fight. And it feels like, had she just put her foot on the gas just a little bit, for she'd a have minute won that of fight. one round. <laughs> that fight was proper up for grabs from either of them. To, yep. And it went to some split decision where you're just like, I'm not going to argue with this split decision at all. There's been some contentious decisions that people haven't liked over the course of the year, particularly towards the end of the year. But that one, I mean, as if anyone gave a shit at the end of it. I mean, Jesus, that was such a bad fight. Really, really bad. 2023. Right. So we're both going Zhang. We've both said that. Mm -hmm. Why are you going Zhang and how do you see the year playing out for her? I don't see anyone being able to beat her. I think yep. she's she's just too good for that division. Um, I'm taking nothing away from that head kick that Rose threw, which oh. w- w- was phenomenal. But I don't think I, I, I think that won't happen again. And I think Zhang's too too strong for Rose. I think she's too strong for most people in that division. Um, I mean, Jessica Andrade hits hard. Like, oh yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, I think Andraj uh, absolutely obliterates. Uh, oh, is this a strawweight? I'm trying to think. Oh, she, what weight is she fighting, Lauren Murphy? Well, that's the thing. So I, I, I agree with you. So the Lauren Murphy Jessica Andraj fight is up at flyweight. Right. That's happening soon. I can't remember when that is. That's at 283. But, but I think. Andrade's best chance of a title shot is probably down at strawweight. Yeah. Because um, she's lost to Valentina r- recently. Um, I know she lost to Zhang, but that was a while ago. Um, I think she, she's got... She got uh, she's one and one with Rose, and I'd love to see that third fight, I have to say. Um so, and in that second fight with Rose, the three-round fight, it looked like she was coming back really strong and that Rose was, yep. was struggling a little bit. Um, so, yeah, if Andrade beats Murphy, she could pop down and get a title shot for sure. Mm. That could be one of the most interesting fights, Andrade versus Zhang Weili again. And I know the first fight was over so quickly, but I think that could actually be a really interesting fight. Would Rose jump straight into a title shot? I mean, she's certainly got a claim to it with two wins over Zhang. Um, and I think Zhang would probably want to get that fight back because that second fight was super close and she'd probably want to right the wrong. Um, but I, I can see more something like Amanda Lemos getting versus, a, a title uh, shot. Oh, I, I thought Lemos maybe versus Rose. And I thought maybe. That, 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 that could happen. Um, I mean, it's... I think they're the ones up for title shot. I think it's, it's going to be Zhang versus either Rose, Lemos... Or maybe Andrade. And I think you could book any three of those fights and people would be pretty happy with it. Um, so, where, yeah. Where but I think Zhang beats all of them. And, 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 uh, Carla Esparza, she's number one. Is she? Well, I mean... Uh, uh, well, I mean... Uh, uh, yeah, she is, but but is she? <laughs> you know what I mean, mate? Yeah, I just like... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was calling for Carla Esparza to get her title shot long before she got it and long before a lot of other people were calling for that shot. She deserved it. She put in some great performances. The way she dealt with Yan Janan was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. She also got one or two split decisions, maybe against Marina Rodriguez, that maybe I was like, oh, did, did she really win that fight? But ultimately, I was calling for Esparza to get that fight. The Rose fight put such a bad taste in everyone's mouth and then on top of that she got as you pointed out and predicted obliterated by Zhang and it's what we were all saying before that fight everyone before that fight was saying if you had to bet on one fight on this card bet on Zhang to beat uh Esparza and she did um so yeah I, I, I don't really see a way back for Esparza she's not the most fan friendly fighter she's not got a huge fan base particularly because of how that fight with Rose went down. I think Esparza needs to put together like a three, four, five fight win streak before she gets to a belt again. And who's she going to do that against? I mean, against Rose? I mean, I don't think anyone's going to rebook that fight anyway. That's, that's but, never going to happen, but, is it? No. I, you know, there's there's Lemos, there's Andrade, as we've mentioned. Um that she could rematch Marina Rodriguez. Uh, and I think Rodriguez won that fight originally. Um, Does anyone want to see any of these fights? Not massively, and that's the problem. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of respect for Carla Esparza. She's a two-time champion. The first right, she's ever never... champion. 
first ever um, uh, flyweight champion yet. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, no strawweight champion. Sorry, um, and. I think she should be respected and she, she's got great wrestling acumen. She's very, very good. Um, but she's, she's not in there with the fans. She's not probably in there with the UFC brass massively because of her fight style and the way that Rose fight went. I think she'd have to work really hard to get to a title shot again. And I wonder if maybe, you know, maybe she's passed it a bit. I don't know how old she is, but I think she's getting up there in age and, she got married recently as well. Maybe she's going to be thinking, Do you know what? I've had enough of this. And who can blame her? She's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Two-time champion. Yeah. You know, you that 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 goes down really well in the record books. So, yep. um, so yeah, I can't imagine it getting d- doing too much for for Esparza there. But we're both going Zhang. Right. Okay. So, uh, are we going to talk about uh, the little fellas? We're going to talk about the flyweights. Let's talk about the flyweights. I, I think this is. A tricky one. And I think we're going to pick different people. I'm going to put that out there. That's my prediction is we're picking different people, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to say Figgy. You're going Figgy. Mm. All right. Why are you going? Oh, firstly, last year we both picked Moreno to beat Figgy and be the champ. We were both wrong. Yeah. So, uh, but you're now going with Figgy to retain the belt throughout the course of the year. Uh, I think he beats How Moreno. does that happen and why? I think he beats Moreno. Uh, and I don't want to see him beat Moreno. I'd love to see uh, Moreno win. I think he beats Moreno and I think he beats Pandoja this year. And and then I, I think uh, by the time it comes to, to maybe February 24, we might see a, a, a little Brit making some 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 noise uh in that title contention. I think 2024 uh the little Brit you're talking about is Mohamed Bakayev. I think that that's a a solid uh prediction 2024 Mohamed Bakayev. I don't think he will get a shot this year. I'm going different. I think that I think this is a really hard division to predict. I think you know they are a draw and one on one the Moreno and, and Figueredo. We've got the Tetralogy coming up. Uh, is it this month? This month, isn't it? Yeah. Um, really excited for that. Every single one of their fights has been absolutely fantastic. More importantly, um, more importantly, Tetralogy. Yes, mate. Not a quadrology. The official term for a four series of four. I know. Tetralogy. Fucking hell. There you go. Someone's been Googling. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tetralogy. There you go, folks. Not just <laughs> MMA chat here. Broaden your mind. Broaden your vocabulary. Um, it's, an, so, it's a podcast and an education. There it is. God, come on. Why aren't we winning awards? <laughs> what, what ain't that going on? Come on. Um, so, yeah. Um, if Figgy wins, and, and I genuinely don't know which way to go with Moreno Figueredo. Mm-hmm. Things that worry me about Figgy is he's 35 now. Mm-hmm. He's getting up to an age. Moreno's twenty nine. Younger, the, the smaller weight classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Age is a big factor. You, you, you lose that pace. You lose that cardio. Speed. Also, yeah, all of that stuff. You lose all of that, and and things become a problem for you because you, it's father time waits for no one. And um, I just feel that that could play a factor, if not in this fight then in whoever Figueredo fights in his next fight. And I think he should get two title defences in because he's fighting in January. The other thing is, 
he struggles with the weight cut. So I don't think he'll get more than two in. I think it'll be January and then maybe like November or something because he does struggle with the weight cut a little bit, Figueredo. Um, Moreno, on the other hand, I think could defend his belt a little bit more. Pantoja and Mateus Nicolau are the ones to look at outside of Figueredo and Moreno. Nicolau ranked fifth on a four-fight UFC win streak and Pantoja ranked two, I think, uh, and on a three-fight UFC win streak. I think those two against each other makes a really good number one contender fight. The winner of that, I think, would be Pantoja. But Nicolau looks fantastic at the moment. But I would lean Pantoja. If Moreno beats Figueredo, Pantoja already has two wins over Moreno. Granted, it was a long time ago. It would be nearly five years ago by the time these two would step in the octagon again. But I just think maybe Pantoja's got Moreno's number. And if um, if Figueredo fights Pantoja, again, Figueredo be pushing 36. And so I'm going a little bit out there and going, my pick for champion of 2023 is going to be Alejandro Pantoja. Of course, a maverick strike from Harrison. It's a, ma- a maverick strike. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm going for I know it's a little bit left field. You Usually yeah. you're better off picking... The current champ or the guy the current champ is booked to fight. So many things have to, hurdles have to be jumped for someone outside of that to get the belt. Mm -hmm. But I just thought, I've got a feeling about it and I'm going to go with it and let's see what happens. And I think, again, Pantoja is someone that I think has deserved a shot for a while. He's got Mm -hmm. big wins. He's he's a great fighter. He looked fantastic against, um, was it Chanel he he, he last beat? No, or was it Alex Perez? Alex Perez Perez. he, he, he last beat. And he absolutely smashed him. He's got two finishes as well. He finished Brandon Royval. He finished Perez. So, yeah, I, I, he's, he's not the most active of fighters, but I, I do think he deserves he deserves a shot. And if he gets it, I, I, I think things could be problems for who whoever fights him is going to be having problems with him. So, yep, Pantoja. Nice. Okay. Uh, Phantom Weights, obviously the current champ, uh, Aljamain Sterling. Uh, how did we predict this one, mate? So, we I both can't said, remember, but I reckon I would have said Peter Yan kept the belt. We both said Peter Yan. Yeah. I mean, this was, I think, after the disqualification and the knee. Yeah. And before the rematch. Um, and if you look back on that first fight... Peter Yarn was smashing seven shades of crap out yeah. of uh, Aljamain Sterling. Sterling had nothing. He had absolutely nothing. He come out in that first round, went crazy, maybe won the round, but then Peter Yarn just took over. Aljamain looked gassed. Yarn was tripping him over for fun. It was just a dominant display from Yarn. And if he doesn't throw that illegal knee... Aljamain Sterling is not only never a champion, but I think he's like back of the queue because bantamweight division is absolutely stacked. That knee gave Aljamain the belt, but the rematch showed Aljamain is a champion. He won that fight. Yarn had no real good answers for Aljamain's ability to take his back and stay there um, and do a bit of damage while he was there as well. So I know it wasn't a complete domination. There was back and forths and, uh, and all that stuff. And, and Jan did have his moments, but Sterling won that fight. Um, what 
what comes next for Sterling is a difficult one. It, it looks like there's rumours of Henry Cejudo, which sounds interesting. I don't know if I like it, but it's there. And then the other one after beating Jan is Sean O'Malley, which I think makes a lot of sense because uh, I think Matt O'Malley's probably ranked number one or two now. He's ranked um, number one. <clears throat> well, then that would be the obvious fight to make. And then... Uh, so if he fights O'Malley, I think he might defend the, the belt again against the winner of Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sandhagen, which, oh man, I cannot wait for that fight. That'll be an absolutely epic fight. If he fights Henry Cejudo first then I think the winner of that then fights O'Malley. I I think there's ways in which Sterling can lose all of those fights, but I'd have to favour him in all of those fights. I think that he's very big for the division. He's very strong. He's got great grappling. All right, he's not got the kind of Cejudo wrestling base, but Cejudo's been out the cage for so long. I just... I don't know what it would be like when he came back. Um, I don't rate Aljamain Sterling striking very much, so O'Malley can definitely clip him, but I think Sterling's strength and grappling ability could really nullify O'Malley. In terms of if he were to get another defence in, which I I don't know that he would, I think he's just going to have two, but if, for example, things worked out that he fought the winner of Sandhagen versus Chito Vera... I think when you look back on Cheeto Vera's fight against Frankie Edgar, Frankie is a way smaller fighter than um, Aljamain Sterling. And Frankie was able to take him down and hold him down in that first round. Vera is unbelievable in terms of his knockout ability. The strikes he landed on Rob Font, on Dominic Cruz, on Frankie Edgar. I mean, he puts people to sleep. He's a dangerous, dangerous man. But... I can see Sterling being able to take him down and control him throughout the course of a fight. Oddly, despite his win, uh, uh, easy win, you could say, against former guest of the show, Corey Sandhagen, um, I think Sandhagen oddly represents his toughest opponent, uh, despite the win against him, because I think Sandhagen's made a lot of improvements, what you see in his fight against Dillashaw, which I thought he won, in his fight against Jan, which was very close, but he did lose. Um... I, I think Vero Sandhagen could be one of the fights of the year. I, I think it absolutely could be as well. It should be a fantastic fight. But I, I'm just thinking in terms of Sterling's journey, I think I would favour him against Cejudo because Cejudo's been out of the cage for so long. I'd favour him against O'Malley and I'd probably favour him against Vera. And he's already got a win over Sandhagen, so you'd maybe be silly not to favour him there. So I find it hard to look past Aljamain Sterling as the champion at the end of the year. What do you think? Right. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Stir, I, 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 I don't want to consider Cejudo. I don't. I, I just, I just, it's dickhead. Like, um, right, I think Sterling um, beats... Uh, O'Malley comfortably. I think Peter Yan probably fights Mirab, maybe. Um, th- yep. That for the sake of a fight. Um, Mirab's made it clear he doesn't want to fight Sterling. Yep. I don't know what he's doing. Don't know why he's in that division fighting the fights he's fighting when he doesn't particularly want to fight the champ. It's weird. I think Cheeto beats Corey Sandhagen. Um I like Cheeto a lot. We've had Corey on, he's fucking amazing. Such a lovely yeah. fella. Um but I think Cheeto is unstoppable at the moment. Uh I think for what it's worth, I think Rob Font beats Yanez at two eight seven. Oh, I don't know, man. I am a Yanez fan, and I, 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 I think that Font. could be a great fight. I yeah. think that could be a fight of the year contender. Rob Font for sure. ain't in boring fights. Like, no, neither is Yanez. Yanez yeah. loves to box. And uh, and I see uh, end of the year, uh, Cheeto Vera uh, beats Aljamain Sterling, and Cheeto is the champ. I I can see it happening. That that man <laughs> hits like a truck for that Mate. division. Kicks and punches. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can see it happening. I'm going to go Sterling just because I do feel like Vera struggles with the wrestlers. And I'm going to say one to watch, right? And he's been about for a long time, but I think he's going to have a big year, and that's Ricky Simon. I think Ricky Simon's going to have a big year. Another former guest of the show. Another Um, former guest of the show. I think Simon could have a a good year. I I think he's a great fighter. He, He could have a very good year. I think also I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, I think Sterling remains the champion, but I think going into 2024, I wouldn't be surprised if Sterling vacates and moves up to 145, leaving, paving the way for Mirab to uh, to become champion in the bantamweight division. That is what he's spoken about before. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do think that that is, is a possibility and could happen. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, featherweight. So you're you're going Cheeto Vera. Vera. That's a good. Pick. I said exciting pick. This is way better <laughs> than me picking Sterling. He's a very he's a very fighter. exciting fighter. Uh, um, right. So we're going to move on to the featherweights. Right, featherweights. Well, so uh, what did we say? Both went Volkanovski. And I'm going to go again. Obviously, 
Uh, I'm I'm repeating that as well. I, I I think obviously I think Volk overall is usually a very very active champion. He's moving up to 155. I can see him uh, being a bit less active, but I think in terms of if he does defend the uh, the 145 belt again, which because if he beats Islam, I don't think he does defend the 145 belt again. Because the better fights are up at 155. You know, there's some big money fights up at 155. Gaethje, Chandler, Poirier. There's some big names there. Charles Oliveira. And I think that'll just do loads for his legacy if he went out and beat one or two of those guys. I mean, if he beats Makachev, I mean, Jesus Christ. that that Then he is the man. Yeah. He could that, that puts him in conversation as like, not just featherweight goat, or pound for pound best yeah. at the moment, but just goat. He's up there. And I do think he's one of the most, the best, one of the best, all, if not the best, all round mixed martial artists uh, in any weight class. Yeah. Um, for the, the, the numbers that he's done on people, and, and I, we hop back to it a, a lot, getting out of that, them, them like cranks around his neck from Ortega. Oh. Like you just think, right? That's 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 different level, different level human yeah. being. Like how yeah. how do people do that? And that's Don't what know. makes him so so incredible. And yeah. you know he, he's going to be having again some some high level ragdolling in in his next fight, and be amazing to see what he what he can do. Like you know. <clears throat> I wasn't massively up for it when it was first kind of caught, sort of announced. I was like, no, I want Darius oh, to get classic, the shot. I don't know. Classic Harrison. Oh, no, I don't. In a couple of fucking montages, and like, <laughs> you're on the hype train, aren't you? <laughs> I am a little bit, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I think actually maybe Volkanovsky, even though he's lighter, Volkanovsky could be the best challenge for Islam. You know, he's, he's shorter, low center of gravity, maybe the takedowns would be harder. I do think, uh, leading on to, to lightweight, I think Islam does win against Volkanovski. I think size matters, especially in five-round fights. We've seen it with Pereira and Adesanya. We've seen it with Jan Blachowicz and Adesanya. Size makes a big difference in MMA, particularly when it comes to the grappling. And Islam's level of grappling, the technique of grappling, along with the fact that he's going to be a fair amount heavier, I think, walking into the cage, will cause problems for Volkanovski. But I do think Volkanovski is, he's up there. He deserves at the moment to be the pound for pound best on the planet. Whether he's still that after Perth, I don't know. But if he comes back down to 145, if he doesn't beat Islam, if he loses that fight and he comes back down to 145, the winner of Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett, I think he takes them all day long. And, I don't know that he would defend the belt again, but if he did, then I'm hoping it's Arnold Allen because Arnold Allen deserves a shot. But in the meantime, the own... in the meantime, we've got a London card. Does our, are we seeing Arnold Allen, Max Holloway, Arnold Allen, Brian Ortega, nothing's Arnold been, Allen, Korean Zombie? Nothing's been booked yet. I am fearful that they may not do it in the UK. Maybe Arnold won't be ready or something won't be ready. I, I don't know what's going on with the UK card because I would have thought Arnold would have been announced by now. But he hasn't been. I hope he will be. But I am really worried 
that they are going to give Arnold Allen Ilya Taporia. And I, I, I think uh, I don't want to see it because I think Arnold deserves more. Arnold should have been Arnold should easily have been the first name on the sheet when it came to an interim title shot. Not Emmett, not Yaya Rodriguez. He could take on either one of them, and I would have gone Emmett. But for him to just be put in this position where he's not even in the interim title shot, but he's on a ten-fight UFC win streak, is ridiculous. He don't um, take that fight. He don't take that fight against Apuria. Like, I, I don't I think, think he's someone that turns fights down. Uh, I, I think he would. I, I, I think that that's a fucking stupid move to take that. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I think Arnold Allen beats him, and I think he could beat him on his feet as well. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, you you see, like that's a tough fight. I, it, I mean, it is I, a tough I, I fight. I like to the, think Arnold beats him, but that's a tough fight. It is, but I I think for for fighters like, I mean, you've you. Uh, if we're talking to Pure. Let's also talk about Evloev as well. Uh, oh, again, who's on a fucking, you know, they're ranked uh, ninth and tenth, both on absolute missions, and they're both terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you've still got like um, Chigadze and, and Calvin Cater and Korean Zombie, all above them that are fights that they could have to get them in yeah. that, you know, in a good place in that top ten. I yeah. don't think Arnold Allen should be looking that far back down behind himself for them sorts of fights. I would look no further than Korean Zombie if I was Arnold Allen, just because it would be a great fight. It's a very winnable fight for Arnold Allen. Um, It's a legend in Korean Zombie. That's the fight I want to see. Does Arnold Allen fight Brian Ortega? I think that would be a great fight. I'd be more interested in seeing that fight. I'd rather see that fight than, than... Definitely Tapuria or, or even Max Holloway. I, I think Ortega, Arnold Allen would be a, a cracker. Yeah. I'd really like to see that fight. But but yeah, I just I worry that they're just going to do something like give him Tapuria, which I, I would rather they didn't. But so we're both going Volk at the end of the day. Yes. Right. Lightweight. Uh, okay, let's get them lightweights up on uh, on here. So, in terms of last year. Yeah. Uh, Stu Whiffin picked Islam Makachev. So you were right. Another point to you. Um, I, to be fair, was very torn between Islam and Charles Oliveira. And oh, I did so, say. Sorry, you, you, was, you was on the fence, and then at the last no, minute. No, I wasn't on the fence. No, I was on the fence. I was torn between the two. And then because you picked Islam, I went, oh, I'll be different, and I'll pick Oliveira. So I think, really, if I'd have gone first, I probably would have picked Islam. But I didn't. I picked Charles Oliveira. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I picked Charles to beat Gaethje and then I picked, uh, I, I thought Charles Islam would be a really competitive fight. It definitely wasn't. It was very one-sided. Um, so yeah, so point to you, nothing for me. 2023, I envisage uh, Islam keeping the belt. I think he does beat Volkanovski because I think the size will just be play a big factor in that. And then I think he fights Benil Dariush, uh, maybe, you know, somewhere between October and December of, uh, of this year. And I think he probably beats Benil Dariush as well. Uh, I think he probably only fight twice. Um, but yeah, that's, that is my kind of, Major prediction for for the lightweight division is uh, is Islam Makachev, and still, what do you think? I think Volk beats Makachev. Oh, <laughs> he's 
big. I think Dustin Poirier beats Benil Dariush. No, no. And then, no. Dust, and then Dustin Poirier beats Volk and finishes no, the year the champ. No way. What? <laughs> oh, my God. You have to break this down for me. What the hell? You, at the start, you had me. I was like, oh, he's gone Volk. He's gone yeah. big. Yeah. I love it. I'm all for it. And then you ruined it yeah. by saying that, uh, uh, firstly, I think Dariush handles Poirier. Really? I really do. Yeah. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, no mate. No chance. Love, Dariush is, is like, I, I think we forget that, yes, Poirier is very, very good, but I, I don't know, like, I don't think I don't merit the wins over Connor with much. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that counts for much. Um, I think uh, the win over Michael Chandler, as fun as it was, I don't think Chandler is like. I don't think Chandler really is a top five lightweight. I I think fight of the year contender this year. I reckon if it happens, will be Chandler versus Fiziev. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's all, it's all kicking off on the lightweights, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I mean, I'd like to see Fizia versus Gaethje. That's the fight I'd really like mm-hmm. to see. Um, I, yeah. I just, so like, so hang on. So Volk beats Makachev. How does Volk beat Makachev? Because I mean, look, I'd love to see it. Yeah. I am a big Volk fan. Mm-hmm. I'm only going Makachev because I think that the size over five rounds Makachev's just going to be able to grab hold of him and kind of smush him. Yeah. How does Volk beat Makachev? I think he clips him grand and panned. You think Volk, who never really clips anyone yep. at featherweight, yep. clips Makachev at lightweight yep. and yep. grand and pounds him? Yep. What are you smoking? Like, what? <laughs> have a look. Have a look, at, have a look at these listings because I'm pricking. I've been pretty good so far. And uh, and I, this is the one I've gone a little bit off off uh, off menu with, but this is, I, I think Dustin Poirier finishes the year the champ. But like, but even just the way you think Volk beats Makachev, I'm like, how how do you think that mm. happens? And then and then Poirier beats Darius. You think he just outboxes him? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he could outbox him. I just I just think Darius's ground game is so slick. Mm-hmm. I think he's so slick. Nothing. I think he could trouble Poirier with the jiu-jitsu. Mm. I, I, I really do. Um, and I think I Poirier, do, I do think that Poirier hands, could... His hands would be way too heavy for Volk. I don't know if he catches Volk so well, but maybe... maybe I, I, do you know what? Yeah, I mean... So, but if this pays off, mate... I'm, like... I don't know. There's got to be something that happens next year that's like we got the, the, me and the fans have got to chip in and buy you something. I don't know, some kind of Nostradamus mug. Crystal ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that I mean that would be amazing. I can't see it happening. No. But Dustin Poirier, the champion at the end of 2023, there's a lot that's got to happen for for that. I mean, he's got to jump. He's got to get past some absolute killers. Yeah. For that to happen, and you think Volk is going to beat Makachev? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, gonna, I've, this, I've this is this is getting any... clipped. This is getting clipped and put on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> this is that Stu Whiffin's crazy pick. I have never seen anything that would make me ever doubt 
Falk. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, Have you seen a scale before? Like a weighing scale? Have you seen one of them? I know. That's quite important. But also, I'm not a fan of Makachev's fight style. It, it doesn't excite me. Like, but it's really effective, though, isn't it? It's massively effective. Of course it is. I'm looking at a picture of him with the belt over his shoulder. It's massively effective. Um, you know, we, we, we see what he's done to Charles quickly. Like, um, but, yeah, I just... I, I think we're going to see something really exciting in that division. And, um, and obviously, there, there's, there's someone else floating about that might come back this year, might not. But let's not talk about him today. I don't think he'll be coming back a lightweight anyway. There, there'll, um, be no, there'll be no belt over his shoulder anyway. No. Nah. Right. Well, well, what do you, what do you that, see happening for Fizio? I don't know, man. He, I mean, there's just this batch of amazing young fighters. Fiziev, um, Armon Sarukian, Isma Gulov, who lost to Sarukian, but has now retired. I don't know what's going on there. Mm. Um, uh, Guram Kutataladze, um, there's, there's loads of, uh, particularly Sarukian, I think, and uh, Raphael Fiziev, um, I, I They just don't get fights because everyone above them is just like, oh, I'm only fighting people that are like, like, Poirier only wants to fight Chandler or Gaethje and they only want to fight him. And there's just this weird little squatting on your position, like... Not not allowing anyone behind you to fight. I mean, look at the likes of Jalen Turner. He looks great. Yeah, Jalen Turner looks really good. Um, but none of these guys are getting proper opportunities. Like that's why we're getting like Gamrot fighting Sarukian, Sarukian fighting Ismagulov, uh, Gamrot then fighting Benil Dariush, which is you know the only moment where someone's had a sort of step up, and Dariush still isn't really in that top top echelon really as much as I think he should be but, the but fighting for the belt. Part of that is Arnold Allen syndrome of, of not going, yeah. give me that shot. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll just I mean, anyone. You're right. Part of that is sort of, you've got yourself to blame, but I do also think there's, there needs to be something needs to be done with the uh, Hunter Campbell or who Sean Shelby, whoever it is that, that runs that lightweight division just to go, we've got to find ways to stop these fighters sitting on their positions and only fighting people ranked around them, especially if they're coming off a loss. They have to take on a Sarukian, a Fazeev, and his Magulov, a, you know, one of those guys. And if they don't, they lose their ranking. Okay. They drop down four places or something like that. That is the only thing that could, you, if you lose and you're in the top five, you've got to defend your position against someone from six to ten. Like it's got to be done because the welterweight division, which we'll move on to a minute, is another case of that. That happens. The the divisions stagnate because these fighters don't want to fight people below them because they know they're absolute killers, but they don't have name value yet. So there's not. If they win, then it's just like, oh, you beat a guy that was ranked a few places below you, and if you lose, it's like, oh my god, you got beat by the next big thing. Blah blah blah. They, they, They need to incentivize these big fighters fighting people ranked a few places below them. And you can either do that with money or you can do that with taking some of their rankings away. And yeah, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, I think it's a real big problem in, in some divisions, particularly lightweight and uh, a little bit welterweight as well, which uh, leads us on to welterweight. Um, 
So can we just have a little look at, at the welterweight division and at what fights uh, are actually confirmed at the moment? So there's there's no is there official confirmation that Leon's rematching Usman in in London? Absolutely not, and I I don't think that happens. Okay, well, this is interesting. So Covington got a fight lined up. Nope, he is still suing Masvidal. Right. Uh, so I'm thinking you think it could be Leon Hamzat? No way, boy. Okay. So Hamzat's not got a fight lined up, has he? No, he's apparently been saying he's, you know, there's been fights offered out and no one wants to fight him. That's what he's saying. Fair enough. Uh, Bilal Mohammed, um I, I don't think there's anything lined up for him either, is there? No. No, Gilbert, I'd love to, love to see him fight Shemaya. I think that'd be a cracking fight. Gilbert Burns, he's fighting. Yeah, he is fighting someone, isn't he? Neil yeah. Neil Magny. Yes. Yep, he's fighting Neil Magny. Uh, nothing lined up for Wonder Boy. Obviously, we'd love to see a really. He's only recently fight. fought, hasn't he? Yeah. So as you work, so obviously you've got Jeff Neil and Sean Brady and, and uh, Fisano Luque um, in that. In that top ten, I mean number ten, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, who I think is oh, the one, yeah. is the one to watch. Like, I don't I think, see him winning yeah. the title this year, but no. I think next year it, it, it's a very likely possibility. Twenty twenty four, the year of Shak, Shavkat Rachmanov. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to really do bits. Uh, I think he's very, very good. Um, well, I'll, I'll just say what I thought. Uh, well, see, well, I, should I, I just say what, that we both picked Usman to be the champion? Oh, okay. And we were both wrong. Yeah. Courtesy of a very special yeah. Leon Edwards head kick. Very happy to be wrong. Very happy. that, that I, I've never been happier to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had it down that Leon beat Usman uh, in the rematch. Um, yeah. I think he goes into there. Uh, uh, far more sort of um, acclimatised and 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 yep. wise and confident uh, and, and and beats him. I don't necessarily think he knocks him out, but I think he he, he beats yep. him over the, over the duration. Um, yeah, it's it's all very up in the air. I, I think Colby potentially, if he fought Bilal or Gilbert Burns, I think Colby will win both of those fights. Um, and for me, if people fight him. I can't help but think Hamzat could finish the year as the champ. Yeah, uh, I think that's a very good thing. I, I think if Hamzat fights for the belt, so is that your official pick? By the way, you're going. Well, I, I don't. I don't know because it, it's really weird because there's, as we've just gone through it, there's no booked fights, and and there's so much. What's happening with Usman? Because surely Usman gets a rematch. You know, he's, 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 he deserves that rematch. You know, he, he held the, the belt. Um, it must have been in the contract that he gets that, that rematch. Uh, you say Colby's currently in the middle of a, a legal proceedings with, um, mm-hmm. uh, with, with what's his face, uh, Masvidal. Masvidal. So, does that, so does that take Jorge out the, out the mix of it as well? Not that he's, I don't think, it, see him as a title threat. But there's that. Backstory with Leon, and I think if you was to get Leon Masvidal in London, I mean that would be huge. Mm. I, it, I don't think he deserves that shot by any means, mm. but 
as a fan fight, that's huge and, you know, a big, big earner for, for Leon Edwards. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know how to, to, to call the year. I think Bilal Mohamed's the, 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 the quiet man of the division that, you know, he's on a tear and, and potentially has got that, that fight that he had with Leon, obviously, that finished with the eye poke. There's unfinished business there. You know, he's ranked fourth. Does Bilal Mohamed get a title shot? Surely not before Hamzat. Like, you know, Chimaev's done so much to for the division and, and so much hype around him. Does he fast track to the title shot against Leon? I don't know. How do you, how do you see this year's fights panning out? Sorry, are you, are you sat on a chair? Yeah. Are you sure it's not a fence? It sounds oh, a lot like you're sat on a fence. Well, I, I just, so I such a prick. See, like uh, a bit of like a creaky wooden <laughs> thing under. You. It sounds like you're sat on a fence. Is it? Fuck's sake! I'm, I'm literally like I'm, I'm lost. I am lost on this one because I do think that Leon beats most people in that division. I, I, I don't know how Leon Colby would go, and I don't know how Leon Hamzat would go. I think he comfortably beats everyone else in that division. I'd like to see him fight Wonderboy. Bit of stand-up. I think that will be a fantastic fight. It won't happen. That's never happening. No. no. Um, so you tell me what fights you think are going to happen in the next 12 so months. So you've just rambled on for like um, four and a half minutes. And look, you I don't, won't I give a prediction. Oh, oh, all right. I, okay. Right. I don't want to say it, but I think if Hamzat fights Leon, he beats Leon. So your prediction for the end of 2023 is Hamzat Shumayev. Correct. Right. We got there in the end, ladies and gents. We got there in the I end. You made me say it. I He's don't want to say fence. that. I think I don't want to see Leon the move. Fence whiffing. Right. Um, now come on then. Let, let, right. Let's see. Let's see your breakdown. My breakdown is Kamaru Usman turned up at some event recently with like a plaster cast over his hand. I don't think he's going to be ready for March. So. I think that they will do their absolute best to make Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal in March in London. I I completely agree with you. There's there's no world in which Masvidal deserves that shot. But storyline, free piece and a soda, in the same venue that the original assault happened... It's a fight that Leon can become an even bigger star after that knockout because he gets the home crowd behind him. Everyone's cheering his name, and it's a very winnable fight against a very high profile, albeit not the best fighter in the division, but a very high profile, if not maybe the most high profile fighter in that division. Business-wise, it makes a lot of sense for the UFC, and it makes a lot of sense for Leon Edwards. Look at what they did with Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping could have fought Yoel Romero, could have fought Robert Whittaker. Who did he fight? Dan freaking Henderson. It's the same type of thing. I think they're going to give him a hometown hero type fight. And I think we could see... The only thing that could scupper it is whatever the lawsuit situation is. Because I don't think Colby wants to fight because it damages his case because he's claiming all sorts of issues and damage and stuff like that. So if he fights, it maybe undermines his case. Masvidal, on the other hand... I don't think he's got to worry about that. But maybe if he earns a huge amount of money by being the main pay-per-view star on an event uh, in London and all that, does Colby then get potentially some more damages out of him or something like that because he's earned more money and he's been higher profile? 
I don't know. That's the only thing that maybe scuppers it for me, but I think they could really try and make Masvidal Leon. <coughs> what that means is, as much as Hamzat Shemaev does deserve the title shot, I think after uh, Masvidal versus Leon, which I think Leon should comfortably win, it's not a foregone conclusion, but he should comfortably win it. I think they then make the trilogy uh, between Usman and Leon Edwards. And I think um, as long as it's not somewhere in elevation like it was last time, I think Leon Edwards actually does better. Usman's getting older. Uh, Usman will have been out of the cage for a while. And I think what happened in that first fight was Edwards showed what he could do in round one and won round one. Usman then turned it on him and, and, and did really well. But I think Leon was really affected by the elevation. We saw Jose Aldo affected by the elevation and other fighters as well on that card. He's not used to that. I think Leon, as a champion that's defended his belt against, say, Masvidal, going against Kamaru Usman, I think Leon could... I think it'll be a much clo- I think it'll be a much closer fight. I think it could be a split decision or maybe a very close unanimous decision. But I think Leon can get it done. And I think Leon could end the year having two title defences and still being the welterweight champ at the end of 2023. It's also what I'd like to see. Well, well obviously, I'll be, th- 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 now I feel bad, but obviously I want to see that. Of course, I don't want, I don't want to see him fight well, no, uh, Masvidal. If, if, I don't want to see that. If it makes oh. you feel any better, if Hamzat fights for the belt in 2023... I think Hamzat is the champion in t- at the end of 2023. I, I, I do believe Hamzat is the man so, in that so division sh- until he maybe fights uh, Shevkat Rachmanov and then we'll see what goes from there. But the problem with Hamzat is he has to win a fight at 170 because there's worries about whether or not he, he makes the weight again after what yeah, happened with Nate Diaz. You cannot put Hamzat in the main event title fight of, uh, in, in, in London or whatever when you're like, well, last time he was 178. Imagine if you they go, you know, yeah, we're going to give the title shot to Hamzat. He rolls in at 176 and Leon says, no, I'm not fighting him. Then that's it. It's just gone. Or Leon says, okay, fine, I'll fight him. Hamzat wins, but he's not the champion. Leon's still the champion. That's weird, isn't it? That would look bad on everyone. So... I don't think they'll do that. I think that Hamzat needs to prove that he can make 170 again. Against who? Bilal Mohamed? The fight Dana wants and has wanted for a long time is Colby Covington. Whether he gets that fight or not, I don't know because of the whole lawsuit thing. And because Colby probably like, I don't want to fight Chimaev. Why would I want to fight him? So (coughs) I would love to see Colby versus Chimaev. I think that's a good fight. I think Chimaev wins it. I think that fight probably won't happen though. I think Colby avoids that fight. And I think that maybe they do might make the Bilal Muhammad fight. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think Bilal Muhammad is actually a really tough fight and could be a really great fight for, for both of them. I, I, I think there's a lot to be gained. If, if Hamzat beats uh, Bilal Muhammad, I think the hardcores know, wow, that's probably been his toughest fight to date. And if, um, if Bilal were to somehow beat Hamzat, you go, Stick this man at the front of the queue. He deserves to fight for the belt. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I think Leon versus Masvidal. Let's make Shemaev versus... If they can't do Colby, which I think they can't, uh, then Shemaev versus Muhammad. 
Then Usman comes back and deserves an immediate rematch when he's fit and healthy. Leon versus Usman. I think Leon wins that, stays the champ. And in 2024, Leon versus probably Hamzat Shemaev. And that could be a really tough one for Leon. All right. Middleweight. So Middleweight. currently, uh, I, I don't thought any of us predicted that Alex Pereira was <laughs> the, the, Absolutely the, the, not. the champion. We, we both went Izzy. Alex Pereira, I don't think, was even ranked. Mm. He was not a ranked fighter, I don't even think, when we were making these predictions last time. That's insane, so, isn't it? It's insane, isn't it? Like, I, I can't remember his first fight of the year, but then he fought Strickland and then obviously Adesanya. Um, wow. I just... Yeah. I, I, what a year for him. He's probably the fighter of the year. We didn't do an awards thing, but I think Alex Pereira probably would have been my fighter of the year. I think three wins and he wins the belt in quite spectacular fashion as well. Mm. Off of a, a pound for pound great. Undeniable. Undeniable. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, so, yeah. The rematch between Pereira and Adesanya hasn't been booked yet. I don't know when it will be booked for, but there's a high possibility that it won't be booked until the second quarter of 2023. Alex Pereira is huge for the division, struggles with the weight cut. I think it's possible that he defends the belt only once this year, which means all he's got to do is fight Izzy again and beat him. Am I right in saying Izzy's sort of taking a bit of time out? He might do a little bit, yeah, but I, I do think that those two fighting each other again in, say, May is probably what would happen. Um... And then that only gives Pereira seven months again to fight again. He could do. He could fight in December, something like that. It's very possible. But equally, I think it's it's not... Uh, I think what would happen... I think it all depends on how the rematch goes down. If Pereira wins the rematch, I think it's possible he doesn't defend the belt again this year and stays champion. If Adesanya wins the rematch, then I think they go straight to a trilogy and it does happen this year which gives Pereira another chance of winning the belt. And I've been talking a lot about size during this um, episode. And I, I, I just struggle with how massive Pereira is. I mean, on paper, you could say that Robert Whittaker and even Marvin Vittoria have got the skill set to beat Pereira. Their takedowns, their wrestling is way better than Adesanya's is. And Adesanya was able to take Pereira down and, and do well against him. So those guys have got the skill sets to beat Pereira for sure. But he's so big, one shot, and that's it, lights out. And and they haven't got the striking acumen and the striking defense of, of an Adesanya. They're not as tall and as long as Adesanya. I, I can see Pereira smashing both Vittori and Whitaker if they can't get their hands on him constantly. Um and I can see Pereira beating Adesanya again, and I can see Pereira losing against Adesanya fighting in a trilogy fight, and then has got every opportunity to knock him out again. So I just think, as much as I don't know which way this is going to go, the person who's got the most opportunity to remain champion or be the champion at the end of 2023 is Alex Pereira. So my pick for champ at the end of the year is going to be him and still. I don't think Alex Pereira's next fight is Adesanya. I Interesting. 
I don't think it's going to happen. I think Izzy, I don't think Izzy fancies it. Like I think. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Like I, I. Izzy's fucking kryptonite, mate. Like you know, it, it must eat him up. You know, like however good he was doing in that fight, that power must just be like oh, fuck's sake. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like, like, I thought I had him beat. And it's like, um, I don't think... I'm sure I heard that Adesanya wanted some time out. Like, Yeah, um, he might have done, but I don't know, like, how long really he, he... Like, when he says time out, it could just be, like, a month away from the gym then gets back to it. I don't know. I think Alex Pereira's next fight will be Robert Whitaker. Wow. And I think Robert Whitaker wrestles the fuck out of him. Very possible. Don't, necess- don't necessarily think it'd be an exciting fight, but it'd be a mm-hmm. dominant fight, and he'll win that. And then I think at the end of the year, Robert Whitaker fights and beats Israel Adesanya and has the belt. God, you come out with some absolute corkers today. I can't wait to listen to this back in a year. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, the, the Volkanovsky beating Islam and then losing to Poirier. Yep. That takes the biscuit. It really yep. does. I'm telling um, you, mate, it's a big year for Bobby Knuckles. <laughs> but fucking hell, big year, big year for, for yeah. Bobby Knuckles as well. Jesus. Um, I don't know. I, I can totally see a world in which Pereira fights Whitaker and loses and, and Whitaker wins. I do yep. think the size of him is just so scary, though, man. Look, he, it looked like a light heavyweight fight in a middleweight when Pereira fought Adesanya. Mm-hmm. When Pereira steps in there with Whitaker, it's going to be a light heavyweight versus a welterweight. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see Whitaker win. I'm a big Whitaker fan. Mm. But. I, I just think one good shot from Pereira and it's lights out for anyone, uh, you know, of that size in, in that division. Um, but sure, but then to beat Adesanya, the guy that's had his number twice, that's that's a big call, Stu Whiffin. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't... I think Adesanya will never lose to Robert Whittaker. I, I don't see that happening. But, 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 you, but you think that... Uh... Pereira will never lose to Adesanya. No, I don't think that. I, 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 th- I think Pereira could lose to Adesanya, but if he does, then they make the trilogy fight and they could make that this year, giving Pereira another chance. Because I think those two are quite 50-50. As much as Pereira has beaten him on like all three occasions, mm-hmm. in their second kickboxing fight, I mean, that was super close. Adesanya could have finished him, but then he got finished. There was their first fight that I think some people think was a dodgy decision and Adesanya should have won that. And then in a fight we just saw, give it however long, le- I don't know how long le- was left in the fight, but Adesanya was on his way to winning that fight on the scorecards and Pereira pulls that knockout out. 
And it was a knockout that I think was a good stoppage. But equally, Adesanya wasn't down and out. He was still on his feet. He was still trying to move. I think it was a good stoppage. But, you know, I I think Adesanya can definitely beat Alex Pereira. But we also know Alex Pereira can beat Adesanya. So I think if the trilogy happens, again, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Pereira has every chance to keep, to, to, either retain or win back the belt. And, and what uh, we're looking yeah. at, I, I know that fighters fight far less often than, than, than maybe, you know, previous years. So we, we focus purely on the, the, the top three names in the division. Uh, we just see Jared Cannonier um, beat Sean Strickland. So, you know, Cannonier's at, at, at three. He's got a loss to... Who did Cannonier lose to? Izzy. Yes, he lost to Izzy, didn't he? Yeah, Cannonier's lost to Izzy and uh, and and Whitaker as well. He's lost to Whitaker before. And then and we've also got Marvin Vittori, uh, um, uh, Blum Brunson, and obviously uh, Secret Juice. Um, so you know wh- whether Paolo Costa's going to be able to make weight. We're talking about who will make him weight. I mean, you know, we don't know what. Well, he was supposed to fight Whitaker, but the fight got cancelled. There's contract problems. Apparently, Paolo Costa's on the last fight of his contract. Maybe he's looking for a way out, wants to go to like the PFL or something. I, I don't know. But go, um, go over there and fight was, Jake Paul. Yeah, you see Jake Paul fight someone his own size for once. Um, but uh, yeah, so if, you, if you're if you not aware of what we're talking about, we could maybe do this on another episode. But Jake Paul has signed a contract with the PFL to fight, not in their seasons, but in these kind of super fight fights. And the first person he's called out is Nate Diaz. He wants to fight him once in a boxing match. And then six months later, in an MMA fight. So if the money's right, if they can give him enough money, I'm sure Nate Diaz would take that. Uh, but again, it's Jake Paul fighting people that will be a stone lighter than him, at least, in the cage or the ring or whatever. I'd love to see him fight someone his own size. Um, uh, his own age as well. Yes, but there you go. It's, you know, Age-wise, when it comes to fighters like Nate Diaz, I've only just left the UFC. Whatever, fine. But fight someone your own size. So, so um, what, do we, what do we see... Uh, coming from like you know what, what are we can see happening around those sort of you know Brunson's Vittori's like Marvin Vittori's always a dangerous fighter you know I, I don't I don't see him being a a champ this year at all but you know he's a legit beast like what are we going to see from him yeah he's a good fighter I mean I don't think I think there's a lot of people in that middleweight division that aren't that great, but are okay because the competition around them isn't amazing. Um, I think the people to really look out for in that division, again, they won't be getting title shots this year, but the people who could create some buzz going into 2024, I think are people like Andre Muniz, who hasn't fought for a while. He might have a fight lined up. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'd like to see if he had a fight lined up, but um yeah, I can't see if he's got a fight lined up, annoyingly. But uh, he, he had a great win. His last fight was against uh, Uriah Hall back in July. He finished him off he's, pretty he easily. Has, he's, he's, he's fighting uh, Brendan Allen. Uh, Fine, Brendan. Uh, so again, that's February. the thing. So Andre Muniz is in one of these positions where no one wants to fight him because he's very, very good. And so he's now fighting an unranked guy. He's ranked 11th. He should be fighting a... Jack Hermanson. I know Jack Hermanson just fought against Roman Delite, but he should be fighting one of these top guys. He should be fighting Derek Brunson. He should be fighting Marvin Vittori. I think Marvin Vittori, uh, who's he had a fight confirmed against? Is it, is it Roman Delite? Has that already been booked up even though Delite only fought recently? 
I'm not sure. I feel like that's out there. Drickers Duplessis is another one that could do well. But I think Nasadin Imavov, who's fighting Kelvin Gastelum, is another one to look out for. So I think there's this young crop of middleweight contenders coming through, like your Muniz, Nasadin Imavov, and maybe Roman Delize as well, uh, that I think could could do bits and be looking at potential title shots in 2024. As long as they get the right matchups, the matchmakers have got to make sure that these young guys can fight people ranked ahead of them. He um, he is. Delice uh, is fighting uh, Vittori in March. So that's a good one. I mean, Delice did a really good job over Jack Hermanson on short notice. If he can do something to Marvin Vittori, that puts him right up there and puts the division on notice. But again, I think at the moment for this year, there's only three people in title contention. That's obviously Pereira, the current champ, Adesanya because he deserves a rematch, and Robert Whittaker because he's been the second best in the division for a long, long time until Pereira started making moves. Uh, so I think it's the three of them this year. I don't see anyone else really getting close to a title shot this year unless there's some kind of fallouts and last-minute stuff going well, on. Well, you never know what happens in this division because uh, all sorts of madness can happen, like which has happened in the light heavyweight division. Yes, I mean, madness exacerbated by you putting on the WhatsApp group some fake news. Do you want to, uh, <laughs> do you want to confess to your, uh, to your crimes, Stu Whiffin? I don't know. Someone sent it to me. Uh, someone sent it to our, uh, to our Instagram. And, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, no way. Uh, and they said that um, Glover Jamal Hill... Um, isn't happening now. Uh, it's now going to be Anthony Smith, Jamal Hill. That's right, isn't it? Yes, yes. There was uh, a literally, literally an MMA fake news kind of like Twitter site that, for a laugh, creates all sorts of nonsense. And uh, Stu Whiffin fell for it, sent it to the group. I didn't check it properly because I trusted Stu to know what he was talking about. Oh, and, throw me uh, under a fucking bus. Yeah, You mate, believed absolutely. it. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm yeah. saying, because I trusted you. I trusted you, Whiffin, and now I know better. But um, <laughs> uh, I was writing a frigging essay about this division is all over the shop. Just do an eight-man tournament, which I still would like to see, to be fair. Um, you know... How can you go from Ankalaya? How can you go from Glover versus Yuri to Ankalaya versus Yarn to that being a weird draw? And then you go Glover versus Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill brings in Anthony Smith, who he was supposed to fight two months later to help him prepare for Glover. And then Glover gets injured, and you throw in Anthony Smith against Jamal Hill for the belt. Absolute, like, if that's true, that is absolute crazy nonsense and needed an essay. Unfortunately, or fortunately, it wasn't totally true. Yes, all the other crazy things happens. If you've been living under a rock, we did have uh, Yeri having what Dana White described as the worst shoulder injury he's ever seen in the UFC. So it was Glover versus someone. Glover decided he'd only fight Yan, not uh, Ankalaev on short notice. The UFC said, no, it has to be Ankalaev. Glover said no. So they made Yan versus Ankalaev. That ends in a draw. And then they make Glover versus Jamal Hill for this month now in Brazil. What a crazy, crazy, crazy turn of events. It really does um, highlight, uh, yeah, just kind of where that division is at. It's a bit rudderless. The fact the that they said that that, like, Jamal Hill got the call. Sorry, uh, full name. Uh, former guest of the show, Jamal Hill got the call. Right. Uh, 
as they were announcing the draw. I mean, that's 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 a bit grotty. Like, I, I think, yeah. like, if you was Ankalaev, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and I don't know if that was a knee-jerk fuck you to, to him saying, I don't want to find yeah. this organisation. I don't know. I don't know. But that, that felt unfair. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird one. I mean, props to Jamal Hill. I mean, deserves his shot. Deserves a shot. He's he's had a yeah. Know, why not? Apart from the the the, the loss to uh, former guest of the show, uh, Paul Craig has been on a bit of a tear, and uh, yeah. and it's such a shame what's happened to Yuri because we were seeing a new breed of champ, and we were seeing you know we saw such a great fight with him and Glover last time. I'd love to have seen uh, a rematch there. I'd love to you know Yuri's a fantastic character as well as a fighter. He looks like someone yeah. on a computer game. Love, love watching him fight. I think for the purposes of this, this, this episode, I'm going to take him out of the mix for the year. Okay. Like, um, do you want me to just say quickly what we thought the last year? Yeah, 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 yeah. So last year we both picked Yuri, and had he not vacated and just got off injured, we'd have actually been been all right. But because he's so honourable and he vacated, we we. No points for either of us because we both picked a Yuri. Uh, so, yeah, that shoulder injury messed that up. Um, but, yeah, so this year, what's your prediction for the light heavyweight division? And I don't think you necessarily need to take Yuri. I haven't picked Yuri, but I don't think you necessarily need to take Yuri out because he could be back in six months and he'll probably, his first fight back will probably be for the belt. So, what are you thinking? <sighs> It's so hard, Blake, to to write off Glover. Yeah. You know, who gave him a chance against Yuri? And look what he done. He looked great, you know. Um, People were giving him a chance against Yuri because he's got that skill set that also could cause Jamal Hill all sorts of problems, you know. Yeah. His grappling is second to none. He also looks, he's got a head like a boulder. Like, he just like, I don't feel like you can really knock that man out. Mm. But, um... But yeah, go on. So, are you thinking Glover finishes the year as the champ? No, I think Glover beats Jamal Hill. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think he defends it against Ankalaev and loses it. Mm-hmm. I think Ankalaev beats Glover, and I think as we go into twenty twenty four, Yuri will fight uh, Ankalaev and beat him. So, but but for the purposes of this, Ankalaev, Ankalaev, the end of twenty twenty three. I have gone the same. Oh, really? I've gone. I have. Yeah, I've gone slightly differently uh, in terms of how it gets there. But but basically, yeah, I, I, I've gone for Ankalaev. I I don't know who's going to win out of Hill and Glover. I think Hill hits really hard. I do think Glover has got the opportunity and the possibility of taking him down. With relative ease and keeping him there. And as but much I as I Hill love former guest really of the show, hard. Jamal Hill, I'd love yes. to see Glover win the belt. Yeah, it would be nice. I think, here's the thing. If, here's the other thing I want to point out. I predicted, we, we both predicted Yuri to be champion at the end of uh, 2022. We were both wrong. Um, but I predicted on the same show that at the end of 2023, Magomed Ankalaev would be the champion. 
And I want to honour that because if I can say I predicted someone two years in advance, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, so I'm going to stick with that. But I do think if Hill wins against Glover, it's sort of open season. Anyone could fight Hill next. It really, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how long Yuri's going to be out for. This shoulder injury apparently is really, really bad. So it could be Ankalaev. I think Ankalaev might rematch Yan or face a Rakic or someone like that in a number one contender fight. I think he deserves a number one contender fight because a lot of people did think he beat Yan uh, Blahovic. So I think Ankalaev goes into another number one contender fight potentially. And we see Hill versus uh, Glover. If Hill wins, I think Ankalaev will fight Hill and win. If Glover wins, the problem is Yiri. Because if Yiri comes back quick enough, I think Ankalaev's going to be shoved on the back burner because everyone is going to want to see Glover versus Yiri again. Glover's old now. He's only got a couple of fights left in him. If he beats Hill and then can wait six, seven months and fight Yiri because Yiri's finally back. That's it. That's the fight that they'll make because everyone knows how amazing that first fight was. That fight will sell. In which case, Ankalaev will just get shoved back a, a, a place or two and won't get to fight for the belt this year. So I'm sticking with Ankalaev because I do like the idea of picking a champion two years in advance. But I can really see a world in which Ankalaev isn't able to fight for the belt this year because Glover beats Hill and then Glover takes on Yuri in August or September or something like that. And then there's not a title defense after that this year. So, um, yeah, I think it's a tricky one, but I'm going to stick with Ankalaev. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ankalaev doesn't get to fight for the belt this year. Uh, but when he does, I think he will win it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Right, um, on the same page. The there. last, the last one, mm-hmm. heavyweight. Um, last year, I went Cyril Gan. You said Francis Ngannou. So another <laughs> win for Stuart Whiffin. Um, absolutely fuming, I am. Um, this. This has been one of the trickiest to pick for predicting in 2023 because I think there's so many variables that we just like, we don't know what's going on with John Jones. We don't know what's, how he's going to look as a heavyweight. We don't know what Ngannou's going to be like after the knee surgery. Tom Aspinall's out injured. Uh, what's going to happen with Garn? Curtis Blades, Sergei Pavlovich is coming into the equation now as Steep, well. Stepe, what's Stepe doing? What's Stepe gonna do? Like, there's so many things that we just don't know about. Personally, I think Inganu Jones happens in March. We had Adam Catterall on the show a little while ago. He alluded to the fact that he thinks that will happen, and he thinks it will happen within the first, say, three four months of the year. So I trust Adam. I think that fight will happen in Garnu versus Jones. That fight really in my head could go either way. I, I think Ngannou's power will be a different level. Jones has never experienced anything like it before. However, Jones's wrestling is probably better than anything Ngannou's fought before. 
I mean, you could argue Curtis Blades, but Ngannou's just absolutely smashed him. And I think Jones's fight IQ is really good. So I can really see that fight going either way. We don't know what heavyweight Jones is going to look like, how he's going to deal with that extra weight, how he's going to deal with being hit by that extra weight. That's the unknown. Like, what, what, what are we going to see? And it's been a long time. It's a been long, a long, long time, time as well. Yeah. But then we also, you know, how serious he's, was, was Ngannou's surgery? Like, you know, is he going to come back 100%? You don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, you look at... I don't know. I'm really not confident in the person I've picked. But I do think that other than Curtis Blades... Everyone else that's potentially in for a title shot or in and around that title picture, Pavlovich, Nganu, uh, Cyril Garn. I think Jones' ability to wrestle nullifies all of them. Um, and I think he's not just someone that holds you down. Jones has got the ability to finish you with jiu-jitsu, to ground and pound you and make you tired so that you come out for that second round or whatever and there's not as much pop on your punches. As much as it... You, you, you keep know, people, saying he, John Jones is, John Jones was. We don't know. We don't know, but... We don't know for sure. You're absolutely right. But... Despite all the PED asterisks we want to put on it, uh, I do think Jones is still one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, and 100%. because of because of that, I and again I'm not confident in this pick at all. I think Cyril Gann could do really well against Jones striking, but I think Jones's wrestling trumps him. And Garnu, that power is unbelievable. He's only got to get touched once and he's out. But Jones's wrestling can nullify him. Possibly the same with Pavlovich. Curtis Blades is the only person I think Jones can't out wrestle. But Jones, I think, should be a way better striker and way more intelligent and tactical in the way he approaches the fight. It's just that we don't know what Jones is going to be like when he rolls into the cage at 260 pounds or whatever. We just don't know. So, yeah. I'm going to go with John Jones at the end of the year. It slightly pains me because anyone that's been listening to his podcast for a while knows that I'm not a huge fan of John Jones's outside of the cage antics the accusations and uh, allegations that have been kind of levied against him i'm not a fan of that but i do think if he fights for the belt in march against Nganu and he follows that stipe uh miocic in their first fight type uh game plan i think he can do that to Nganu, make it a boring fight but win it and then his second fight could be against cyril garn and he could out wrestle cyril garn quite easily and, and get the win there. But again, I think Garn is phenomenal. I, I picked Garn to be champion at the end of this year. I, I really rate Garn. And I think had he planned for Nganu to use wrestling, he would have done better at taking, uh, stopping the takedowns and doing well against Nganu. But I think what, what surprised him was that Nganu's not really done that before. Um, I think Garn, Garn is a future champ. I think he could do really, really well. But I, I just, I think Jones's ability to out-wrestle these guys will be the thing that gives him the belt and makes him retain the belt at the end of the year. But I'd be very happy to see Ngannou knock him out or Garn outpoint him or any of those things. But 
I'm going to go with Jones. Uh, okay. So, some fights I think will happen. Um, I think Curtis Blades beats Cyril Garn. Okay. I think Tom Aspinall comes back and wrestles the hell uh, and BJJ is the living shit out of Pavlovich. Okay. And then I think that leaves you a couple of fighters. It leaves you... Blaze probably will get the nudge because he's got that... If you want to call it a win. A winner is a win, I suppose, over uh, Tommy Aspinall. Uh, I've not really factored Stipe into it because he's been quite quiet... And, yep. and there's, you know, there's not a lot of talk of him. Uh, I think we see John Jones come back, uh, look relatively good for maybe a round, round and a half, uh, and people are like, oh my god, John Jones is back. This is so exciting. Uh, and I think we see somebody that has never fought at that weight uh, start to realise that all of the things that made him what he is revolved around his size, not the size he's fighting at now. There's ring rust, uh, and he's also never been hit as hard as he's going to get hit by Francis Ngannou. Uh, and I think Francis Ngannou knocks him out and stays the champ this year. Only, I think Francis only fights once this year, and it's against John Jones. Very possible, very possible. Ngannou's not been the most active recently, obviously injuries and stuff like that. I, I, I think that's and, very, uh, uh, very possible. And are we right? There's only one fight left on Francis's contract. No, there's, there's. I mean, technically, I think Francis is out of his contract. He's currently oh, right. out of his contract, but the UFC are trying to make it work, and it looks like it will work. So Francis will have a new four, five fight deal or whatever with the UFC, where he's getting paid really good money. I mean, Francis is no spring chicken now either. I think he's got to be. 30, is he about thirty six? I don't know how how old. Is uh, is Francis? We'll have to work uh, this one out. Well, John Jones is thirty-five. Is he? Yeah, I mean things and, and, are. And also, let, let's let's look at John Jones as well. And, and if we just cast our mind back to his last fight at the very beginning of twenty twenty, very average performance against Dominic Reyes. Yes, and you could definitely make an argument argument that Reyes won that fight. Mm-hmm. However. I do think, I think Jones mentally was sort of checked out. I think he was fighting these light heavyweights and just not bothered anymore, really. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know that that's necessarily anything to go by. It could be because he struggled with Santos. He struggled with Reyes. Neither of them are world beaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Jones is John Jones, man. He finds a way to win. He's got an awkward style, the way he kind of, does that um what's that kick called to the to, to the knee that he does uh oblique, he does oblique that, that oblique kick that's it yeah he does that a lot to kind of like stop everyone's rhythm i don't know will he have stop, longer stop, limbs pe- stop people's careers it's a fucking stop, horrible uh, kick yeah it's a should, bad kick but it's legal it it's be. legal and um yeah he does that a lot I don't know, man. He's had a lot of preparation time. Yes, there'll be ring rust, but he's had a lot of time to get used to being that weight. If he's training smart, then he's been sparring five rounds. Uh, and he's he's the real deal, man. Uh, this, again, I know the PED infractions and all the other shit that goes on with Jones, which I'm not a fan of, but 
that man is one of the best fighters we've ever seen. And yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. I, if, I, I, if you look at Dominic Reyes, Santos, Anthony Smith, and, and the, um, I guess maybe, yeah, we can't really count the, he did, he did fucking finish Gustafsson. But them last three fights, Smith, Santos, and Reyes, none of them were exciting fights. No, but was that a mental thing? Like, was he just but like, why oh, why are we making excuses for John Jones? Like, oh, it was a mental thing. Like, why is he not? You know, is he not? Is he? Well, in he a won place those fights. We don't know. He did, yeah, yeah. but like they weren't exciting, and they were, they didn't look like they were. You know, like you say, a lot not... of them like weren't well beaters, and he didn't look like you know an, an, an untouchable champion. Any of them fights, like you say, I thought. No, and Anthony Smith, I think he did. From what I remember, he dominated Anthony Smith, and then obviously landed that slightly dodgy illegal knee. And I think, I think the Anthony Smith fight was like. He was piecing up Anthony Smith, mm-hmm. um, uh, so that was quite a dominant win, I think. But Santos definitely not dominant, and Dominic Reyes definitely not dominant. If anything, you could make an argument that Reyes won that fight. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, the other thing is, was Jones struggling with the speed of some of these guys? Like Santos came up from middleweight. Reyes was quite kind of young and 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 sprightly on his toes, moving around a lot. Ngannou's not that guy. Ngannou smashes you with power, but he's not on his toes. Cyril Garn is that guy. Cyril Garn could cause you a lot of problems, but again, Cyril Garn showcased in that Ngannou fight that he's got a big hole when it comes to like takedown defense and, and good grappling, and that's where Jones can really shine. Jones is a good all-round fighter. He's not a knockout artist. He is hit you with the strikes, disturb your rhythm, and then he's got great wrestling and grappling and stuff as well. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. I'd love to see Ngannou beat John Jones. Um, but I, can, I, I think I'm just leaning towards Jones for now. Mm. And that's it. So, okay. you're going Ngannou, I'm going Jones. That's it. I haven't been keeping uh, tabs to run this down exactly who's picked who uh as we've gone on, uh, hopefully you've been paying attention at home. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I've and got all, I've got all my notes here. I, I know exactly where we were at. And uh, so, hang on. so and do we, we want to have a quick rundown just for just for speed? So, women's featherweight Nunes, and you're yes. picking women's bantamweight Nunes. Uh, let me get my notes up. Bantamweight. Uh, uh, yep. Nunes. Women's flyweight Valentina Shevchenko. Yep. Uh, uh, strawweight Zhang Wei Li. Yep, we were all the same on all of those. Fly, men's flyweight, I went Pantoja. I went Figgy. Uh, men's bantamweight, I've gone Sterling. Uh, I went Chito Vera. Uh, featherweight Volkanovski. Uh, correct. Yep. Uh, lightweight, I went Makachev. You went around the houses to go all the way to Poirier. I'll never forget that. Um, <laughs> Uh, welterweight, I've gone Leon, Leon Edwards. You uh, went. I went Hamzat. Uh, middleweight, I've gone Pereira. Bobby Knuckles. Uh, light heavyweight, I went Ankalaev. You went Ankalaev. And then heavyweight, I've gone John Jones. You've gone Francis Ngannou. Yeah. I'll tell you there what, you listeners. Um, jump on the um, Instagram or Twitter and uh, and and let us know. Um, just put the the weight, or just put the fighter that you think is going to win that division, uh, and list your fighters, and uh, and let's see what you all think. Uh, and let me know. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's just going to be a big outpouring of people just going, yeah, of course, Dustin Poirier. Yeah.
<laughs> and tell yeah, tell us whose picks were the craziest. Tell us your picks and tell us whose lists uh, are are the best. Stu usually does artwork for this stuff, so I'm putting him on the spot now by saying I think it might be good to put up a uh, a little artwork piece on the gram or something where you've got like all of my fighters on one picture and all of your fighters on the other picture, and people can decide whose list of fighters they agree with more in terms of who's going to be champion at the end of the year. You're desperate for some kind of fucking acknowledgement after you. After I've romped him this year with all of my choices last year, as soon as I mentioned Dustin Poirier, I bet that little artwork thing pops up in your head. Let me just yeah. get some affirmation quickly. Just yeah. throw it up now. So if you want to be Team Blake. I can't wait. I can't wait to see all the middle finger emojis <laughs> coming towards you, Whiffin. All the emojis of fences and middle fingers. <laughs> well, uh, um... <clears throat> God, this uh, has been a long one. This is, it well, has. Good, yeah, we haven't been, we haven't done an episode for a while, and this is this is getting close to two hours. So I hope you've enjoyed yeah. listening to us ramble on for ages. Absolutely. Um, we didn't get an opportunity at the end of last year. Um, massive thanks to you all for uh, supporting the podcast and and messaging us and, and sharing it and liking it and retweeting it. Really appreciate it. Um, as mentioned before, like we've done this for a bit of a laugh, and we never in a million years thought we'd end up interviewing a, a lot of the fighters that we spoke about today and all of them episodes are all available for free um, in the back catalogue wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube if you want to go and uh, watch our, uh, our silly faces making uh, all sorts of chitter chatter with some absolute legends and you also get to watch things like this where uh, Blake looks absolutely disappointed that he ever started this podcast when I said Dustin Poirier was going to finish the year with a strap um, we're, we're on Twitter Facebook and Instagram so give us a like love share and a retweet um, and we'll be back next time also drop us messages if there's any um, fighters that you think are going to do some really exciting things that you'd like to see us chat to then uh, we're always up for for some tips of uh, of the next big things as well and uh, i think we're done aren't we i think we are thanks very much for listening guys sorry it was so long but you know we haven't done an episode for a while so we thought we'd treat you to uh, extra extra i don't know volume Stu- decibels stuff stuff, stuff, stuff words extra words Extra words in your your ear holes. Um, But yeah, thank you very much, guys, and we will see you next time. See you soon. Bye.